This is Aesthetically Trained, the podcast. Pushing you to year-on-year progression. With your host, Ross McKinley. Yo, Ross McKinley, Aesthetically Trained, the podcast. The hardest thing I have ever done. Running 35 miles. And with this episode today, you're going to feel like you've done it with us. You're going to learn about what I felt like at the start, the middle, the end, what I learned, why did I fucking do it. Let's go. Before I start, I want to make this clear. I do not recommend anyone doing this at home. And I especially do not recommend doing it the way that I prepared for this challenge. It was, without a doubt, the hardest most grueling, horrendous. I felt every emotion you could possibly feel. I felt like crying at times. I felt defeated, embarrassed, happy. I could, it was crazy. But this was because I made a commitment, not just to me, but to the men that I, that I lead, that I coach, within Aesthetically Trained. This is what, for me, it's all about. It's keeping your word. The best and strongest way to build your own self-belief is by doing what you said you were going to do. For better or worse. Not making excuses. Not waiting for the right time or the perfect time. I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to run 35 miles. Fucking who does? It's 8.6 miles further than a marathon. Further than I've ever ran before. And it was on a Sunday at 4.30pm after I'd been out the night before until 1 o'clock in the morning. I'd been sick on the drink, which I'm known for, legendary. And I'd done Tough Mudder the day before as well, which was another 10 miles. But I said I was going to do it on Sunday. I'd committed to doing it on Sunday. I didn't want to let myself down, the men that I coached down. So I had to do it. Why? Well, because of my pride, because of my ego, because of my commitment to the people that I coach. But really, this all comes down to goal setting. This all comes down to having a purpose, having a reason to compete with yourself and compete with other people who are like-minded around you. Something that I encourage all of the men that are working with me to do is to have a deadline, have time pressure, have a clear start and end date with predetermined rewards and equally forfeits if you don't do it. The forfeits we don't use all the time, to be honest. Negative reinforcement isn't always a good thing. If you lead by the whip, when the whip isn't there, you're not going to fucking work. People say, you know, hanging the carrot in front of the donkey won't work forever. But sometimes, a little bit of fear, a little bit of stress, might push you to the goal. I was trying to lose 7 kilos. That was the challenge. I had to get from 92 kilos down to 85. I fell short. I'm not perfect. I've been on holiday. Whatever reason, I didn't make the weight. Now, my forfeit in that, in the 12 weeks, if I didn't do it, was to lose... Well, I had to lose seven kilos. My forfeit was to run 35 mile and donate 250 pound to charity. 
Now often, when we're completing a challenge, when we're working on ourselves, when we're going through a transformation, when we're dieting, we use positive reinforcement. We use something at the end that excites me. We might use a holiday. We might use buying that new jacket, the dress for women. You might go for a meal. You might go for an hour with your mates. You might have a positive at the end. And I still encourage everyone to do that too. But this time for something different with the lads in the inner circle, we said there'll be a negative, there'll be a forfeit. And that was mine. So when my time ran out and I hadn't lost the seven kilos, I knew that I had to run it. Looked at my dates and Sunday was the only chance that I had. I also had lost a fall. I'd done Tough Mudder the day before. I went out the night before. It was the worst preparation I could have had. And we'll get into that when I talk about what I've learned at the end. But this is about, as I said, leading by example. It's about realising that there are consequences for your actions and accepting them. It's all right being on social media or posting and talking about success and all good and everything's great. Most of the time it is and it certainly can be. But we should also be aware that there can be negatives. There's no positive without negative. There can be times when you fail. And those failures will add up, hopefully, to making you a better person, more motivated, in a better position. But they're going to come. No transformation is perfect. You don't have, I always say to the lads I work with, you don't have back-to-back -back good quarters. You don't have all green throughout the year. There's going to be ups and downs. But you have to accept the downs. You have to realise that at some point you might fuck up. You will fuck up. And you've got to be willing to pay the price. So I had to lead by example. I had to accept defeat and take it. And this was really about taking my licks. Going out and showing the other lads in the group that, look, I'm in charge here. I'm leading you. Even I haven't hit my target. I put other stuff ahead of my weight loss. I decided to go on holiday. I still went all out. And I still tried to lose the weight, but I fell short. I gave it everything that I could. But I still fell short. So now I've got to accept that, learn from it, and do what I said I was going to do. And that meant I had to run 35 miles. So I'm going to play you a little video from the start. So you can watch that now. Throughout this episode, there's going to be little videos put in of me along the route. And you're going to see my enthusiasm slowly die. And maybe as it comes back again at the end. Yep, I'm at the start. Bit of a different video for you. The start of what is going to be, no doubt fucking horrible horrible six maybe seven hours i'm hungover i was out last night i done tough mudder yesterday but i'm gonna try and keep this brief but what i'm telling myself what i said to everyone that i work with is just do what you said you were gonna do that's the most valuable thing and the best thing you can do for yourself even when it's hard it's easy to stick to the diet when you're losing weight it's easy to stick to muscle building when you feel like you're getting bigger you're hitting pbs and you're building muscle it's hard when your latest check-in hasn't went right it's hard when you've got stuff going on at home or at work or in your life it's hard when it's difficult it's hard when everything's not going to plan but that's the time when you need to stick to your word when you need to do it anyway so that's what today is about fuck my life positive tired excited nervous see how it goes Oosh. okay so as you can see i started i said the famous last words 
It's going to take us around six or seven hours. I fucking wish. So that was me at the start. That was at 4.30pm. I left it late. I'd had one meal. Well, we'll get into my preparation at the end. It wasn't great. But I was off. I was running. How did I feel during? Well, anyone who's lifted weights, anyone who's ran before, anyone who's used the rowing machine, once you become familiar with a form of exercise, you quickly learn what your own standards are. You know what your own times are. Any of you listening now will have a favourite exercise. Think of it in your head. Might be squats, might be bench, might be the row machine. What are you good at? What do you know your time's on? Do you know how quick you run a mile? Do you run six minute miles, seven minute miles? But you'll know. And whatever it is for you, imagine you go in the gym tomorrow and you start running or you start squatting and you've got a task to do and you start it, but it just isn't there. Fuck whatever reason why it isn't there. Don't worry about the fact of what's happened before or your excuses because no one fucking cares. You've got to go out and you've got to get the job done anyway. And that was the position I was in. I started running, I felt like shit, but I had to do it anyway. I will not lie to you. I've wrote down some words here of how I felt during and I was thinking this all the way, or certainly a lot of the way. This was the hardest thing I've ever done. Was it because I was telling myself it was the hardest thing I've ever done during? Maybe. But I felt sad, felt defeated, felt embarrassed to some extent that I wasn't going to do it as quick as I thought. Felt broken. I was in a lot of fucking pain. Felt helpless because I knew that I just had to do it anyway. So I was just like, what the fuck am I going to do? But... I was also accepting of the situation. I had waves of emotion throughout this run. This is like a, a what I could try to relate to and this is why I wanted to do this episode was that I imagine this is sometimes what people who are new to the gym feel like or even intermediate lads or lads who are in a diet. You go in the gym, you've got a session, you've got a particular exercise, a highlight of the session, a strength indicator, however you want to put it. Might be your bench press, might be your chin-ups. Some days, particularly when we're dieting, we're going to the gym and as soon as you move in the empty bar, you know that you're still tired. You know that you're fatigued. It's probably not that you're in pop world until one o'clock in the morning necking shots like I was. Maybe because you're in a calorie deficit. Maybe because you're doing everything right, but you're just that far out in the diet. But regardless of how you got there, some days, like me when I was running, you know you haven't, maybe you haven't prepared properly. Maybe you have prepared properly, but you just feel fucked anyway. But you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to do it anyway. You can't wait for the right opportunity. You can't wait to feel any better. You've got to do it. You know, it's almost, it's soul destroying in a way when you set a time, you set a target. It could be a weight loss target for you in a certain quarter or a 12 week block. It could be a muscle gain target. It could be a new PB in the gym. It could be a time on the rower. It could be something where you're warming up and you're getting into it and you're starting. Once you've started, that's it. You've got to finish it. But you could be a third of the way through. Think of it like this. Or you're halfway through or you're just about to start your heaviest set. And no amount of positive thinking is going to make you any better at it. No amount of you wanting to do it is going to get it done. Your PB... 
just isn't necessarily possible on that day for whatever reason. But you have to do it anyway. It's so destroying knowing that you're not going to do what you set out to do, but you still have to do it. Because if you don't bench press, if you don't do your dumbbell press, if you don't do your bent over row, if you don't do your shoulder press, if you don't do your squats or your deadlift, you're missing out a vital part of your progression. It's accepting that when you feel like that, you've got to do it anyway. That's what discipline is. That's what building self-belief is. That's what keeping true to yourself and having backing your own word and backing yourself 100% is. I felt in parts of that run worse than I've ever, ever, ever felt. Out of my depth. I'm not a runner. I'd ran three times since April on Strava. You can go check my Strava. Three times since April. Yes, I've been doing the stepper. Yes, I've been going to football. But three times on Strava outside. No one now is fucked. But you've got to do it anyway. And that's what this is all about. That's why I've done it on Sunday. To prove the point. To you watching, to you listening, to the lads that I work with. That sometimes you've got to step up anyway. You've got to take your defeat. You've got to accept defeat like a man. Take your licks. Because it makes you better for the next time. There's lessons in that. And along the way, when I was running, when I was getting these waves of emotion, when I was feeling like a fucking hippo, dragging myself along with fucking 12 minute miles and 13 minute miles and all manner of slow miles, thinking, fuck me, this is difficult. I'm not going to finish in the time I said. What a fucking embarrassment this is. It might be 12 o'clock. It might be 1 o'clock. As I was running and doing that, I realised that that is actually what I've come for. So instead of thinking, what what can I do? Or instead of thinking, instead of thinking I'm going to give up, I was asking myself, why do I feel like this? What can I learn from it? How do I make sure that the next time I take on another challenge, I don't feel like this again? So when you feel like this in the gym, or maybe he's out running or on the bike or whatever it is at work, we're going to get on this at the end when I talk about what I learned in more detail. But think, why do you feel like this? Recognize the feeling. Don't ignore it. Think, oh, feel a bit, getting a bit emotional, getting a bit sad. I'm getting a bit angry at the fact I'm not fit enough. Why is that? Why am I not able to do my best? Is it just the diet? Is it that you're just fatigued? Or is it that you haven't prepared properly? I'm going to play you now the video from halfway through. So this is at the point where I was starting to realise very much that it wasn't going my way. Yo, I've just passed halfway. Look at the views. It's fucking nice, isn't it? What a pity. I am absolutely fucked. This is probably the hardest thing I've ever done. I haven't prepared right for it. I feel horrendous. I've not ate right, but I'm still doing it. I don't really know what to say. I'm exhausted. I think it's going to take us until after midnight to finish. I think I'm going to be running until about 12.30, maybe even 1am at the rate that I'm running now. I'm, I've done something that you should never do. I compared myself against my best day, against the marathon time that I ran in December. I thought I'll do that again. I forgot about the training that I'd done then. I forgot about the effort and all the running I was doing then. And I thought I'll be able to do that now, no bother. Big mouth has got us into shit again. But 
Positives. Fuck me. If I can do this, if I can run 35 mile in this fucking state, I can do anything. It's easy, like I said at the beginning before I started, it's easy when it's all going well. One of the things I enjoy or I embrace or I'm trying to find when I'm doing this is the hard points, is when you question yourself, is when you're wondering, can you do it? That's what I'm here for. That's why I'm doing it. That's what this is all about. So when I feel like that, I'm not saying, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, I'm doubting myself. Oh, fuck, I'm tired. Oh, fuck, this isn't going as planned. That's the time when you've got to step up. That's the time when you've still got to do it. That's there, the, the sessions, the sets that make the big difference. So I'm fucked. I'm finding it really hard. I'm, it's not going to plan. It, I, I'm not going to do it anywhere near in the time that I thought I was going to do it in. Fucking great. Good. Let's see what I'm all about. Oosh. So as you can see at that point, I'm trying to stay positive, but I'm definitely realizing that this is some pretty fucked up shit. I was four hours in, I think it was around nine o'clock. I knew basically I was only I was only just halfway, if that, and I was like, wow, this is taking forever. To give some context, in December, when I was running properly, you might have seen I ran a marathon, 26.4 miles in three hours and 58 minutes. I'd nearly done that amount of time already and I wasn't even that far. I was really, really struggling. It was really tough. So what did I do? How did I get out of it? I asked myself, how would I get my clients through this? This is what I wanted. When I ran the marathon, it was almost too easy. I didn't go to the depths that I thought I was going to go to. I didn't have as much pain. I didn't have as much of a mental challenge. I didn't really feel like I was pulling myself out of anything. It, it was hard in parts, but it went too well. I wanted this to be something where I didn't want it to go wrong, but I, it, sometimes it's good to be pushed so hard and see how you respond when it isn't going your way. You're playing football, you're getting beat 3-0 at half-time. Do you want the ball in the second half? You're boxing, you're sparring, you're getting beat up. Do you fake an injury? Do you retire on your stool? Do you say you don't want any more? Do you quit? Is there any quit in you? And it's recognising that and finding it and seeking it out. It's, it's feeling and listening to those voices in your head, your ego, and then knocking fuck out of them, and then beating them up, and then saying that you're going to win, that you're going to get your own way. Realising that those... I get it more than ever doing cardio, telling us to quit. I hate, I hate cardio. But I know that at the end of it, I'll feel better. I know at the end of it, I've won. So I ask myself, how would I get my clients through this? Don't stop. That was what I thought myself, because I, I found myself stopping a lot. I found myself checking the clock a lot, because I knew I was going slow, and then I kept checking even more. I thought, just put one foot in front of the other. Just concentrate on just keeping moving. If I have to slow down, if I have to walk, survey it. I had to walk lots of times. I have no shame in admitting that. I had to walk a lot, but I kept moving. I kept moving forward. I used intervals. So I used timers. I, I made a deal with myself. I said, right, can you sprint or can you run a little bit harder for 30 seconds and then just walk for 15? I used a timer on my phone to make sure I was doing that. I used loads of different techniques and I started breaking down what I had left. Instead of looking at 35 mile in the four or five hours I had in front of us and the possibility of running until one o'clock in the morning, I started breaking it down. 
instead of worrying about what I'd done up to this point and how I'd started too late and how I didn't have energy dials and how I wasn't set up properly to do it in the best possible time and I didn't have the water and it was just all going wrong, focus on what I could do. Control the controllables. Everyone that works with me will have heard us say that. Control the controllables. All you can do is all you can do. That's all I should focus on. So I've just done that. I put one foot in front of the other and I looked at one mile at a time. And then I also asked myself this. I said, what is the alternative? Yep, I'm probably not, I'm definitely not going to run it in six hours. If I'd run it in six hours, I would have finished at 10.30. Definitely didn't finish then. I said, what's the alternative? Yep, this is fucking shit. It's not going to be the time I wanted, but I'm not going to give up. I'm going to do it. So how can I make sure that I get to the end? And what's the alternative if I stop? How will I, I feel terrible now. How will I feel if I give up? Have I come this far to stop? Have you come this far on your diet, on your transformation in the 28 day challenge in whatever journey you're going for right now, could be training at work, could be university. Have you come this far, went through this much pain to give up? I fucking certainly haven't. And then the last thing I said to myself as well, and this is where the sadistic part of me comes in, I think, is that when I was in pain, when I was questioning my thoughts, when I did have self-doubt, there was the other side of us, the part that I feel is like probably the most me, that was kind of laughing at myself saying, well, this is what you wanted. You wanted a real test. Why are you, why are you worrying or reading too much into any self-doubt or any negative feelings that you're having now when this is the reason that you're doing this in the first place? When people are on a diet and they feel tired, I'm like, yeah, you're on a diet. When people are going through fat loss and they're starting to question themselves. It's all part of the process. Self-doubt, negative thoughts, voices in your head. That's elite athletes. Everyone goes through that. It's how you manage it. So I, I had to say to myself, this is what I wanted. And then I kept going. And I pushed and I followed that. And then... At around 31 miles, something magical happened. The legendary runner's high. I can't even begin to explain to you how good a feeling this is. I've been to a lot of parties in my time. been to tomorrow night. I've been all over the world of festivals and raves. This is fucking class. Watch this one. Come on. Last two miles. Ah, come on, nearly there. Runner's high the lot. Let's fucking go. Hush. So as you can see, going mental, running down the street, screaming, singing at the top of my voice. This is at about 12 o'clock, maybe it's quarter past 12, running through the streets of Leeds, running along Kirkstall Road. I was singing Ray, I was singing ADM tunes, I was singing Machine Gun Kelly. I had all different, I had 50 Cent on, Roy Jones. I had all types of music on, I was singing all of it. I'd got my second, third, fourth, and fifth wind. How do you want to put it all at once? I had what is known as runner's high. It was, well, you can see from the video, it was class. So the last four miles, I wouldn't say the flew by, it was still hard. And I still had, even from that high, a little bit of a wave in and out. But generally speaking, the last four miles were the easiest. And, didn't plan this, but somewhat amazingly, my last mile was my fastest mile. 
35 miles later, my last mile was my fastest mile. How powerful is your mind if it can drag your body to your fastest mile after 34 miles? And your 35th is your fastest one. My 35th mile, my last mile was 8.56. Now granted, that is fucking slow. It's not fast. But I've done 35 of the fuckers. And that was my fastest of the day. So again, it just proves you the power of the mind. Obviously that how much that high at the end can help. I started, I started running at 4.33 p.m. According to Strava. I finished, you ready? At 1.07 a.m. I was running until past midnight. I was running through Leeds, through the town centre. People coming off nights out, watching us running. I finished at 1 o'clock in the morning. Mental. The worst thing I've ever done, possibly one of the best things I've ever done, it took us 6 hours and 52 minutes of running time, and it took us 8 hours and 32 minutes elapsed time in total. So the, the elapsed time is your real time, 8 hours and 30. The run time is the time you're physically moving. The elapsed time was, I stopped for drinks, go to the toilet, refuel, check my bag. I dropped my bag off at one point. Um, but yeah, so... A long, hard slog. Now I'm going to leave you, stick around till the end, with my finish video. I've got a video just as I finish of my thoughts. I'm going to play that one out. But I just want to finish with four key points. What did I learn? There's been loads of lessons in this episode. Surely throw, I'm sure you've taken something from it. But what were the four things that I learned? The things that most came to my mind the most during and after. First one is that preparation is everything. Six P's, five P's. There's loads of different quotes to these, but you'll have heard it before. Proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. Well, I definitely had the piss part because I was pissed on Saturday night. I was hungover. I hadn't been running. I'd done Tough Mudder the day before. I was not in a good place to do that run. And it showed in every single way. It showed in my mental attitude during it because I was telling myself how hard it was going to be and sort of feeling my sorry for myself. I'd gone into it, I knew I wasn't in the best possible position. So that immediately impacted my performance. In terms of nutrition though, even more so. I hadn't ate right, I hadn't carb loaded, I hadn't done the stuff I would have told my clients to do. My only, my only saving grace with that is that that was kind of the way it was always going to be for us. I knew that would be the case. I just hadn't planned to get us drunk on Saturday night. That's me being honest with you. There's a lesson in that. We'll always say to ourselves that we're only going to have one or two drinks. We'll say to ourselves it'll be okay and you can do it anyway. But then when it comes at the time, alcohol lowers your inhibitions. You don't think about medium term, short to medium term consequences. And then before you know it, you wake up the next day, you've got a stinking hangover and you don't want to go and do the cardio. Imagine having to go and do the toughest leg session you've ever done or the hardest gym day you've ever done, but you've been out the night before. You've been sick on the drink, you're feeling shit. That was me on Sunday and I still had to do it. Good. Serves us right. But preparation is massive in terms of nutrition, in terms of your actual exercise before and running more, preparing your body, being mentally prepared and ticking all those boxes before you go. I think that particularly... With the preparation, 
loading with carbohydrates better and having energy gels along the way would have helped us a lot, lot more. I didn't have them. That made a difference. Oh, I think it did. My next one, I mentioned this on the video that you've seen it halfway. Don't compare yourself to your best day every day. Your best day is your best day. It's once. Your, your photo at the end of your transformation is just one day. It's just one moment. You need to be present in everything that we do and enjoy at the time. Don't compare it to the past, to the future. Think about what you're doing right now. I was comparing the run to my, mile, to my marathon run where I'd got a really good time. But I've been training for that. In, when you think about your best or when you think about the, la the last time you do something hard, it can be a good thing, it can be a bad thing. You normally don't remember everything around it. I'd thought about my time in December running the marathon and I thought about that time and getting close to it. But I'd forgotten about all the stuff you don't see on social media. I'd forgotten about the, hun the 100 mile that I'd run around that time. I'd forgotten all the running I'd been doing that month in November leading up to the marathon. Loads and loads of running, running nearly every single day. I hadn't done any of that this time. No amount of mental fortitude and me talking my way and using my big mouth and saying I was going to do it would make up for the lack of fitness that I had on the day. And comparing myself to something that was in the past, comparing myself to my best, is always a bad idea. And that goes the same for you. Always think about where you're at now. Use your best as a goal to aim for, but you can't assume that you're going to have it. You can't assume that this next quarter, this next goal, is going to be your best one. All you can do is all you can do. Third one's a good one. How many of you, when you're checking in with your coach, when you're on a weight loss journey, whatever you're doing, anything, waiting on, waiting on money when you're doing sales, checking the bank, checking your time, You'll know, what, you'll know what I mean here. Stop checking the fucking time. How many times did I say that to myself during? Loads of times. Did I still do it anyway? Yes. This, this is the person who, when they go in the bathroom, they know that it's not the same time that they normally weigh in. They know that they've had three meals today, but they're just going to get on the scales anyway. The data is fucking irrelevant. It's not the same situation. It's not when you said you were going to check your weight, but you do it anyway. It's not good for you. For one thing, it's a waste of time, but it distracts you from the goal. You're trying, you're just, all of a sudden you're comparing it and thinking, right, is this faster? Is this slower? You're worrying about where you're going to be. You're, you're not where you should be right now, concentrating on just putting one foot in front of the other. Just doing the next thing you need to be doing. Instead, you're getting on the scale to see, to compare back or to compare forward, to try to work out where you're going to be. That was me on Sunday. Maybe it was because I was running all on my own or for whatever reason. Didn't have a watch on, I was using my phone. So I'm getting my phone out and I'm checking. Where am I? How am I doing? Fuck, I'm behind. I'd run 10 minutes or 15 minutes of it. Right, fuck, I'm going to stop again and check. What was that last mile like? Oh, check again. Why? I knew I hadn't run 35 mile yet. I knew what way I was fucking running. You know, you know those you're listening, whatever, whatever it's in, that maybe the deadline isn't here yet, whether it's a, a task at work, sales, whether it's your scales at home and jumping on the scales and getting your weight. If it's not time to measure, don't measure it. It's not a fair test. It's not relevant data. It's just distracting you from the task at hand. You're getting distracted. You're causing yourself anxiety. You're putting yourself into the future and comparing or trying to look back and trying to 
you're looking for reinforcement or positive reinforcement or you're just just being a busy cunt and checking something you don't need to check. Just get on with the job. Get on with it. Stop checking the time. Stop checking your progress. Stop checking your weight. Stop checking the scales until it's relevant. God, I spent so much time <laughs> wishing that I would be running faster. Trying to come up with a way to get myself out of it. And all I had to do was just focus on doing it. Just get it done. And then the last one. I've said this before. It's massive. <laughs> More so than ever. I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for the men that I work with. I'm very proud to do what I do. I love my job. Everyone knows that. But I'm, I'm proud to represent them. I, I want to go out and do something they think fucking hell. I use my ego and my pride as a tool against myself to get a result. I don't think like, well, that's a bit weird, but we've all got an ego. We can read books, we can meditate, we can do all these things to try and tame it and use it for good if you like. But at the end of the day, men especially, were competitive bastards. So how can I use that to help me achieve my goal? Well, I can think about not letting the lads down. I can tell them what I'm going to do. I'm notorious for that on social media and in my groups. I'll say, I am going to run 35 miles on Sunday. I am going to do it in this time. Because I'm psyching myself up so that when I'm running, I'm thinking about that. I don't want to let myself down, but even more so, I don't want to look stupid in front of the people that I coach, the people who look up to us. Not so much people on social media, but especially the lads that I coach. Social media a little bit, I'm sure we're all guilty of that. But for me especially, it's remembering that it's easy to fail in private, much, much harder to fail in public. We know that's the f a fact. I'll say it all the time. That's why the 28-day challenge works and having the results up on social media. It motivates people to think, fuck, it's going up, I'm going to do my cardio. So if we know that, why don't we use it more often? Why don't we use it for good? Why don't we try and tame our ego and box it into a corner and unleash it in the right way? Try and use it to push her to do these things that we've never done before. So that afterwards we can have lots of lessons like this which makes us better. So that is it. I hope you feel like you've done some of it with us. It, it, was, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Was it the best thing I've ever done? Time will tell. Maybe, maybe it's up to now. I was kind of disappointed with the time halfway through. Then when I got to the end, I had that much rush of happiness. I could nearly have cried. And like I felt so relieved, so happy at the end. It kind of made it worth it. But this is just another example. And the reason that I do these things and the reason that I say it to the lads that I coach, you don't have to go out. And I'm not saying that everyone should go out and run 35 miles. Just have to do something that's challenging for you. Just have to do something to get you out of your comfort zone. The goal is that Yes, you have the transformation. You don't need the negative. You don't need the thing chasing you. But sometimes we need something to scare us in failure as well. Sometimes we need to have a memory or a lesson that teaches us that we say, yeah, I don't want to do that again. Maybe I should have died a little bit harder earlier. Maybe I should have done this. Maybe I should have done that. We need some lessons. There needs to be consequences and we need to accept them and face up with them. Lead by example. Keep your word and build your self-belief. And that'll help you in every area of your life, not just your training. Training is the, I say this all the time, training in these challenges is the easiest, most accessible way to improve every other area of your life. 
if you can apply and take on that the attitude that you have in your training to progressive overload to your growth in the gym and apply it to your personal growth your career your relationships everything else and have these times and periods of sacrifice with positives and negatives and use it opportunities are endless i'm going to leave you with the end video the finished video i hope you like it fucking come on we're done it's been emotional i ran the last mile all out sprinted at the end felt like fucking crying jumping for joy had every fucking type of emotion but it's done it's something like eight hours and 30 minutes without a doubt the hardest thing i have ever done in my life i never want to do that again it was the best thing, the worst thing. I had the best run as high ever. I felt fucking as low as I've ever felt. But you know what? Never fucking give up, did I? Didn't give up. Absolutely fucking no quit in me whatsoever. No matter how hard it got, no matter how bad I felt, I wasn't going to fucking give in. That was a fucking test. Honestly, I could fucking cry. Come on! In fact, don't forget before I go, like, subscribe, and definitely after this one, comment and let us know what you think. Let us know what you thought about this style of video. Did you like seeing the, the live videos, the pure emotion of the run, of the finish, and of the journey throughout? Thank you. You've been listening to Aesthetically Trained, the podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and spread the word.